1927, Norman Hamburg started working on the snagboat Swinomish as a cabin boy. I guess the reason I took such a liking and wanted to get on the first snagboat to Swinomish was because my father started there in 1901, worked on the Preston and retired there in 1942. I started as cabin boy. Norman began to work his way up the ranks. Captains ultimately responsible for the crew's safety. It was up to the decision of the skipper on saving life and property. And we did quite a bit of work on Sundays and uh, evenings. We thought nothing of it because that was just part of the job. But that didn't mean the captain would put his men in jeopardy. Though, no matter how much care you take, sometimes running into trouble was unavoidable. Yes, unfortunately, the W.T. Preston had its share of mishaps. Norm says that the boat was in 20 feet of water when it sunk, but then the tide began to come in. Now, by a patch, I was thinking some sort of official hole-be-gone patch from Sears and Roebuck. But no, they plugged the hole with... Wait canvas, as in the non-waterproof fabric, and mattresses, the thing that goes on your bed? You're going to have to walk me through this one. This was actually fairly common. If you got a hole in the hull, the crew would patch it up enough to get them to the mouth of the river, get to the shallows, wait for the tide to go out, and settle on the tide flats. This is also the way that they would perform some of their maintenance. We put her on the mud flats, let the tide go out, and the crew would go out there with big chisels and slicks and cut off all the slivers and uh, look over the iron bark uh, flies net she had on her and give a quick coat of paint on her and, and next time the tide came in we were back in operation again. 
It wasn't just punching holes that the captain had to watch out for. The giant wheel on the stern would cause some headaches as well. One time at Everett, I was backing out, and a deadhead that we didn't see got caught between the hull and the, and the wheel and took out the whole center section of paddles all the way around. Well, that was a little major job, more of what we expected, because we didn't have quite enough paddles to complete the job, so we did what repairs we could, and then we ordered more lumber for it. That's really an extreme case. Now, there were all sorts of dangers, but it wasn't all work. It was pretty nice, I tell you, living on the vessel where when 4.30 came, you were through, at 5 o'clock we had our dinner, and then you had the rest of the evening off. If you wanted to go up town, if you could, or you laid away from town, you want to go for a walk, or uh, if you were in town, we spent a lot of time at the zoos, Woodland Park, and just Point Defiance Park, different parks in the, in the towns, you go to shows. I don't know what I assumed the crew members did, but visiting zoos wasn't it. Working on the Preston could also be a lot of fun. The crew participated in several races. It must have felt so good to come from behind with odds like that and to win. It's a real testament to how well the crew worked together and how much they valued their job. Man, working on the Preston sounds pretty great. Pretty nice to get up in the morning and uh, roll out of your bunk, have your breakfast at 7 o'clock, and uh, go to work at 8 o'clock. No transportation. In listening to these interviews, I kept thinking that these men must have been quite close to each other. The sheer amount of time that they spent in such close proximity had to have some effect. So, when Ms. Negri asked Norman how he was adjusting to retirement, I was really happy to hear this little bit. At first, I sure missed the crew. After being amongst the crew there all day long, you know, and in uh, the evenings, well, I missed the crew. Later, when asked about his feelings about the Preston being decommissioned, he said, I hate to see that. You know, a person that has been on a vessel for a good many years, in fact, it was a first home, and later in years, it was our second home. And I kind of hate to see that happen. It's a good old vessel, I tell you, and, uh, but it's just one of those things I guess we'll have to live with. I found this really comforting. Not the loss, obviously, but that Norman had seen the Preston as home. From all of these interviews, I get the sense that these men loved their work, and they loved working on the Preston. I think that's something special. <laughs> This podcast was created by Adam Farnsworth and Sonic Bazaar, with sponsorship by the Anacortes Museum Foundation, in conjunction with the Anacortes Museum and the Maritime Heritage Center. Our theme song is Dill Pickles by Heftone Banjo Orchestra, and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. The W.T. Preston is an active museum boat and can be visited and toured. To find out more about the Preston, please visit www.anacortiswa.gov slash 379 slash WT hyphen Preston hyphen 
maritime-center. Thank you.